Thought Bubble Audio. Friends and lovers of all things loud and loud women and shrill, we are here. It's it's me, Tookie Kavanaugh, along with Marissa Emanuel. And oh, although we've come to the... We have not come to the end of the road, okay? Okay, I, re- <laughs> I refuse. I'm in the denial stage of grief. Marissa, how are you? I am also... Like, I didn't believe it was ending until that, like, final shrill popped up at the end. And I just was like, but wait, (laughs) what? Um, I'm emotional. It's been a long journey. I feel like you and I have been really emotionally invested in this whole shindig since the get-go. So it's, um, but honestly, kind of like the ending, (gasps) maybe a controversial take, but let's get into it. How are you feeling? I am, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. I'm, I, cause like the whole time, you know, some of this I expected from Annie. I mean, we'll, mm, there was some stuff where I was screaming at my screen at, at one point or another at Annie, but like, we, we knew this. She does this. But Fran, Fran, we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Okay. <laughs> Little Tyra moment there. It's true. That's uh, that. This was very emblematic of Annie's character throughout the whole show. This episode, but yeah, we had a couple of Fran moments. So let's um let's jump into it. We open this episode opened on a shot of Fran and Annie um, cuddling uh, on the on the. I guess it's Annie's bed together, talking about the move, having a sweet moment. Um, This felt very like reminiscent of season one to me because I felt like we Mm. have that. We've seen that shot of the two of them like comforting each other in that little like day bed a couple of times. And so it kind of brought me back and felt like this little full circle moment. Um, But it's clear there's some there's some nerves about the move. Yeah, that I you know, I didn't pick up on that. That's a really nice way to bookend the series in a sense. but yeah, I mean, I love all of my friends dearly to that extent, but like, I'm not cuddling with you. I don't know. I'm not calling anybody my sleep, baby. I, I call, I talk to my houseplants like a Baba Yaga and I call them my poopsies. But like, I don't, I don't know. I don't baby talk my friends because we're all grown. So that was, that was, I, I was a lot of question marks above my head <laughs> at that moment. I thought that that was very like, them that felt very appropriate for the two of them um i'm also not like a friend cuddler like i'm i've just i will give you a quick hug if i haven't seen you in a while and that's about it i'm not gonna i've had other friends who like to like cuddle with each other and i'm like i just that's i don't know you and i are puritans in that way you know yeah (laughs) i'm not gonna i'm not gonna yuck your cuddle yum but it but it it ain't for me i don't in my mind i'm like we grown we grown i I was weaned at one (laughs) Potty trained by two. I don't know. We grown. <laughs> oh, humble brag. All right. Casual. So we see them. They, they they've got this nice tender moment, and then um and then Andy Annie hen, heads over to Will um to Will's house. So um we see Annie and Will the next morning making breakfast together before work. She comments that he's the first boyfriend who has gotten up with her in the morning for work, which I was like, wow, that's a really sad realization on your part. It says a lot about you. Um, they're playfully sort of having this conversation about, oh, I'll be the housewife. You know, we get the sense that things are, are getting pretty serious and things are, are going well between the two of them. 
Yeah, it's later established that they're in it about two months, um, which I, you know, I, 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 in the back of my mind, I had lock it down on Trevor, but not two months <laughs> in. Not that seems. I don't know. It just seems like already. I get that he's a good dude, and he. This is the best you've been treated, which is honestly a failing of society and and how we I, I don't know if indoctrinate is the right word but just how we condition men to treat women especially women you know who are are maybe uh too overweight for the plan b pill like you know what i mean so so i get that this is the best you've felt and the best relationship been in but god damn not mm, he, he and he's fresh off of a separation Ugh. Yeah, it definitely I think this is, you know, we I, we start to feel a little bit like, okay, this is this is moving really quickly. Things are going well it seems, um but it's we're definitely getting the sense that the the train is moving. Um I can't talk. I feel like I I was a I was a very I was a total freaking weirdo and like from the get-go I was like, "Oh, when I met my my husband, I was like, "Yep, that's that's the we're going to get married, but that's, uh, that's, that's me being a, a freak and it doesn't normally go that way. So I have empathy for her, like feeling like she wants to lock it down pretty quickly. But as we move through, I have less empathy for her as we move through the episode. Mm -hmm. No, I'd say when you know, you know, if your gut was like, mm, that's the person, that's the person. I was, I was like, like that little weirdo. That's that one's mine. I yeah. like him. No, um, I knew, anyway, I knew right away. I was, I'm like, I'm going to sit on this guy's chest. He's not moving. I <laughs> <laughs> so that's us. Um, so Annie, uh, Annie gets to work at the thorn. Everyone's very emotional. Uh, the rumor is Sheila found a buyer for the thorn. Ugh. So Amadi's panicking. Um, you know, he's talking about, he's going to send his girls to college. And that was sort of this funny little, they, they have a, Annie and Amadi had a funny little moment here about how smart his kids were. Um, and they're kind of daydreaming about running their, you know, what if we could run our, what if we could run the thorn? What if we could run our own publication and what they want? Um, and we get to sort of see that come to fruition, um, a little bit later. Um, so I'm actually going to jump over to, to Fran and M and kind of mm -hmm. handle this moment here. Cause mm -hmm. this is, this one hurt my feelings a well, lot. A I'm not well. Um, so Fran and M are house hunting, um, M drops that they think it would be good for Annie and Fran to, to move. So M thinks that it's good for them to get a little bit of distance. Um, they say the college vibe has been hanging on for too long. Um, and Fran clearly isn't as excited about this move as M is. What were I, your thoughts here? I didn't get, I never got a college vibe from them. And I have, I can think of two people in particular I went to college with who I'm very close with. And we, what? <laughs> Maybe because my school was like a, a quote unquote commuter school. So it wasn't like I was sharing a, I, mm, uh, halfway through freshman year, I'm, I moved all the way out of my dorm. Uh, I couldn't take it. I couldn't take it. I had a roommate from Connecticut, all disrespect to Connecticut, who came in with her Louis Vuitton luggage. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I don't need this kind of negativity. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, you know, I guess maybe because, um, I didn't have like the full college experience of like a dorm and I, so for me, it, it kind of didn't compute in a sense when M was, was saying me, what they said. For me, sorry to interrupt for me, no. what I, the way I interpreted that was not, it, it was less about 
the way that they behave and more about their interpersonal relationship, um, Fran mm-hmm. and uh, Fran and Annie's, and that there is this reliance on each other. And I think that we kind of see this play out throughout the episode. Um, I'll get into sort of my thoughts on it a little bit more as we wrap up, because I do think they kind of strung it together nicely. But um, you're, I mean, you're, you're right. They're not living sort of in this college, like, dynamic in the sense that there's it's not like a frat house in there they have a lovely home mm-hmm. uh but, but uh, it was i want still want to move in that, that is um, not the kind of house you need lip flops in the shower for okay that no, that in my mind so is an true. upgrade <laughs> so true so we see annie and will go back to annie's parents house again i'm not sure why we've spent so much time at annie's parents house this season without them there um uh, a little bit of a weird dynamic for me. I don't understand the choice, but Choices. it's fine. Um, Annie's parents FaceTime her. Uh, we get a little moment from Will saying they call a lot. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. So this is part of the dynamic. Good to know. Um, and then uh, Annie drops this bomb that her and Will intend to move in together, which was surprising from the audience's view, how did how did you feel about that? Ah, uh, my eyes nearly rolled out of my head. I was, you know, the jaw was agape. It was I like since when that that was my reaction. Like since when, Annie? This is a. I mean, I get that that is something um, you thought maybe your parents would want to hear because they if if they call a lot, hmm, okay. I get it. I, I get it. Oh, you found a nice man. I want you to be happy and move out. Maybe it's also a little bit of only childitis, which I relate to. Um, but that was soon. That was really soon. And I think you could see in Will's eyes that they had not talked about it in that moment. And I I recoiled. I was like, what a what a boundary that you just crossed. Like the fact that even if she is doing it to please her parents that would be a massive red flag for me as a partner. Mm. Like, oh, excuse me? You're just going to sort of throw these things around. Um, I really felt for him in that moment. There's a part of me... Well, it's it's not that we get to see how the relationship unfolds anyway because they only gave us so many episodes and then cut us off. <laughs> okay, let me, not, let me not get emotional. But it's not that we see this relationship unfold. It's not like we see the evolution of Will and Annie together as a couple, not just two people on a very tragic birthday. Um, so it's not like, it's not like I get to see inside of Will's mind anymore, but there was always a part of me that kind of side-eyed the fact that he was like so deeply guarded. I side-eyed it because I would, if I were in Annie's shoes and dating a recent divorcee i'd feel like can you at least divulge some information can you at least clue me into what your situation is how far removed from this union are you to what extent is your ex-partner in or around your life like what's your situation is this you know are you a serial monogamist or you know is this serious or are you just kind of like in a dating around. So there was a part of me that side-eyed Will for guarding himself to the extent that he did, but I also empathize with the fact that he did guard himself with that uh, with that intensity just because he had been in this relationship for so long. And it's not like there's different stakes in a divorce than breaking up. That's very true. I I am definitely 
like a little bit of a will defender in this moment mm-hmm. where I'm I, I think that I, I put a lot of the blame on that on mm-hmm. Annie for not asking questions and we'll kind of get into that later but you know I, I think to a, to a degree he does hold that responsibility for not being forthcoming but at the same time we get the sense that Annie didn't really try to get that mm. knowledge from him. So, you know, moving moving on to sort of when they walk out of the house together, you know, he he confronts her about it. And, I, you know, he's very sweet about it. But he clearly was like, I need to draw a boundary here. That's moving too fast. Um, this would be weird to Michaela. See, this is where I got. OK, so this is where. So he mentioned it would be weird to Michaela. I thought Annie was being a little bit selfish because she was saying, well, I hate that I have to consider somebody else mm-hmm. in this equation. But I felt like he actually did a pretty good job laying out the whole situation. It's like, I don't want to move in with you because of A, B, C reasons. And also D, it would be shitty to my ex-wife. Yeah. And then I feel like she only latched onto that last part and didn't process anything that he said before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he didn't, it's not that he necessarily owed her the information about his previous marriage. But, it, you know, th- that's a huge point of communication. And it's not like Amadi didn't tell her. It's mm-hmm. not like she wasn't, ha- you know, she. it's not like she didn't have a couple tennis balls in her court to, you know, think about, examine, and then throw back. You know? Mm-hmm. It's not It's not like she... It's not like she couldn't have... I know words. I, I swear I know words. But it's not like she. she couldn't have taken initiative there but there is a lot of self-absorption on annie's part in that situation yeah so i I felt like here she she really did not demonstrate a lot of um trying to listen and understand it was about how does this impact me 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 Mm -hmm. um which is you know again really that's annie baby (laughs) um so we we see annie back at the house with fran and she finds michaela's instagram uh she finds out that michaela owns a bakery um, and Fran kind of brings up to Annie what, what M had raised earlier, you know, have they kept their quote college vibe going on too long and used each other as a crutch? Um, I think that's kind of the, the crux of it is mm-hmm. that the two of them have used each other as a crux, uh, excuse me, as a, as a crutch. And there was a couple of things here that I thought were interesting. Um, Annie says, we save a piece of ourselves that they never get to see because it's just for us. Mm. Um, and I think this is where we started to get, and then she follows it up a few minutes later saying we're perfect and everyone else can eat shit. And while I have had those moments and I still have moments like that with my friends, I think the reality is these two do have kind of a codependent relationship where Mm -hmm. they don't, with a couple of exceptions, they do kind of validate each other and they do provide this like comfort for each other. And, and again, with a couple of exceptions, don't sort of force the other to grow up. Yeah. Validation is healthy, but not to the point where you develop some sort of codependency and that you can't lead any kind of a real independent life apart from the other human being in not that you can't be close, but it's like the sweet baby thing becomes a little <laughs> eerier after yeah. that conversation. And also I, in that moment, I was like, mm, okay, college me would have, would have had some of that mm, eh, whatever you and your bakery attitude, but mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's college you, right? Exactly. It felt it felt unnecessarily like, oh, fuck her. And it's like, mm-hmm. come on, grow up. Like this was his ex-wife. Like they had a real relation, a long, it, what seems like 
you know, troubled, but like there was deep respect there. Like they, it's not like we don't know of anything that terrible happened that should justify her being treated like shit. Um, and yeah, I, I think that that line about saving a piece of ourselves that no one gets to see because it's just for us, that, that is also kind of a a college mentality or like Mm. a younger person mentality of like, well, my friends get the real me and my romantic partner gets, you know, this other version of me. And it's like, no, I don't know. Like that's that, that works when you're with someone for a year maybe. But like, once you get into the shit of it, like your partner knows knows your shit and if you're gonna hide that that's that's on you oh yeah oh oh thinking about all the farts i've smelled oh yeah (laughs) exactly they know the literal shit of it (laughs) i mean those hotel rooms are small that's Mm -hmm. it's a rude awakening when you start you know there's not a lot of space anyway we just came back from a vacation uh anyway it's uh so I, i just thought this scene was really telling to kind of that point that em made about their relationship you know, if Annie and Fran being a little too much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I just, it's almost disappointing to me too, to see this aspect of Fran because we've, it's not that we've gotten plenty of insight into her character. And again, I, I yell at people in my mind. I'm not a, I'm not like a reply guy on Twitter, but if I see, you know, the conversation discourse, uh, et cetera, about the show and people complain about like, oh, well, Fran's a trope. She's not a trope. You haven't watched the show. We get insight into the character. We see a lot of her life and who she is and the relationships she, she develops and, and how she operates. But this is definitely a nugget of Fran that's new information to me. Like I, mm, we've seen her be super duper loving and supportive of Annie in a not, I'm just here to the help you. And in a <laughs> for lack of a more elegant way of saying it, um, but you know this side of her that is Annie's crutch and where Annie is Fran's crutch is like was almost disappointing. And so to see Fran kind of I don't regress mm. in that way was like it's weird. I'm like this is this is Fran. This is not Fran. It's true. We really do watch Fran kind of go th- go through it this episode, and and almost have this like childlike resistance towards that that feedback she got from her partner. Um, so you know, we see Annie go to the bakery, um, stammers through this interaction with Michaela. <sighs> Michaela follows her to the car with the coffee that she forgot, and says, "I think I know who you are." Annie tries to explain herself and does sort of the classic Annie apology that's not really an apology. Um, she just kind of spits out how much she likes Will, doesn't really let Michaela get a word in edgewise and leaves. I big ick. I got a migraine watching her at that counter order a big blueberry muffin. What the F would <laughs> like the the way I just shook my laptop while watching it. I was just like, Ah God Annie, why would you do this? This is again, this is where I used to cuss out her mom in my mind for doing quote unquote raggedy bitch behavior. This is, this is <laughs> like, it, okay. If I were to ever do something creepy like that, I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit of my theatrical training, but I would keep my, keep your cool. If you're going to go lurk, keep your, have cool. a story, like have a plan, have like a plan. 
How, and also, maybe this is because I have guilt, but like, I would have a plan for what I would do if I got caught. Like, I would be like, okay, well, like, what happens if like she knows who I am? What am I going to say? Annie did not have a plan. Totally, totally floundered. Was super uncomfortable. It was a classic Annie apology of her being mm-hmm. like, "I'm sorry, but I'm sorry, but." I'm sorry, but I really like Will. I'm sorry, but like, he's such a good guy. Like, yeah, she knows that was, and and I think it especially sort of hit me in the feels because we don't really know why they broke up aside from the fact that there was a lot of fighting, but we don't really, I don't think we know if he asked for the divorce or, or, Mm. you know, where it came from, but she definitely, that woman looked like a broken hearted person. Like that woman did not look like she was thriving when she was talking to Annie and it just made me really sad like she's just trying to live her life and Annie comes in just like Mm -hmm. freaking hurricane you know okay so when we got to the car scene I was like okay I see I see something here right I agree with you in that in that moment she looked really like heart sunken heart fallen crestfallen is that yeah crestfallen you got there yeah I got I did I did it okay um (laughs) eat that muzzy with your oh oh deep cut deep Deep cut cut. deep cut only 90s kids shall remember (laughs) um no but at the counter when we first see her and her face because they don't show us the instagram feed per se they don't again again not showing us show us the thirst trap show us the instagram feed but anyway when we first you know, see a glimpse of Michaela at the counter there taking Annie's order. She she didn't look like what I expected her to look like, in a sense. She looked like tougher, if that makes sense. Interesting. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting way to position that, right? Like, I, I didn't have a clear picture in my head of what, you know, Will's ex-wife would look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're right. There was this sort of like tough energy about her um i thought it was yeah i thought she was she kind of did this like lovely understated performance of just oh she did not get the chance to say much but she said a lot with um her face beautiful acting beautiful acting in those two scenes but yeah the character like you know this michaela person i have feelings about some michaelas not hashtag not all michaelas and it definitely oh. depends on how they spell Michaela too. Cause that, okay, that way that Michaela is spelled. I'm like, mm, I get it. Uh, <laughs> Tells so, you all you need to know. Yeah. So not all Michaela's, um, but yeah, she just seemed tougher. Like, cause Will is so soft and you, it, I don't mean that in a pejorative way to like demean his kind of masculinity or anything, but it's like, you know, he is, he is like, he has he has a cloud of a person he's so, like you want to hold like he he's cotton candy in man pants you know like he he's he's warm and fuzzy he's a he's a he's a glass of um he's a glass of cocoa with a couple marshmallows in it that's what Aww. and so i would think that i would think that you know michaela would be i don't know a mrs fields cookie that you dip in the cocoa y- you feel me so yeah. To see her, to see her kind of be a chips ahoy, was like. Mm. But it's interesting, right? Because that's sometimes those are the two, you know, those people draw you mm. know, opposites attract, right? And mm-hmm. you did get that sense that they, you can kind of start to put a picture together of potentially like what their dynamic looked like and and how that was. But you're right, like Will is such a, he just has this like 
soft gooey caramel center and mm-hmm. i just want to like squeeze him and mm-hmm. um and yeah, yeah so this was this was kind of an interesting an interesting side so um i'm gonna jump back to the thorn so yeah. uh, annie shows back up at the office her eulogy for the thorn was published that morning gabe finally rolls in with bongo at his side uh gabe calls amadi and annie into his office to tell them that he bought the thorn so Annie and Gabe convince them to bring them on as creative collaborators and kind of bring the thorn into the 21st century. So I don't know. I thought this was kind of an interesting way to like button up the professional journey of Annie's life. Yeah. Okay. So so um, someone who I love dearly almost spoiled it for me when he said Annie got a new job and I was like, bah, 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 bah. Shh. yeah. So now I understand this new job. This new, you know, a lot of new that the, both the Thorn and Annie are entering into, which is great. And I was so, listen, that scene was a I, what I call a butthole clencher because I was ready for Gabe to be like, no. I was ready for Gabe to Gabe, mm-hmm. you know. So the fact that he was like open to it was such a huge, I was like, oh my, look at Gabe. Look at Gabe and your distracting highlights. Yes, I liked this ending for Gabe. Like we've se- we've seen a little bit of more humanity out of him the last few episodes. I like this ending for Amadi. Like let's give Amadi a promotion. Let's you know Annie. I'm like okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, but I, I I did really like this 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 you know we've been so the thorn has been another character in the show. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to be able to see it now has this promise of going back to something you know going back to its roots of this sincere. Um, this journalism in an edgy, interesting kind of way. And I just, I think we need more of that in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, 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 I would love to live in a world where, um, you, you get that, you get paid for that level of just creativity and openness and such and such and such, you know, like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, we can make special editions with weird artist covers and such. Yeah, I love that. I love that journey for them. I think that they all have have at least a couple of happy years ahead of them doing that before they kill each other. Oh, but also uh, Gabe's mom's boyfriend. Feel bad for him. Like they kind of made light of elder abuse. <laughs> like a little bit, a little bit, a li- little, little bit. bit. Don't. Yeah, if someone's ninety, just let them keep their money, man. Until you know they bequeath yeah. it. You're gonna get it soon enough. Just just wait. Um. So. All right. Now we're going to go to Fran and M at the open house. Oh, oh gosh. I'm going to get sad. I'm holding your hand through. through. Thank you. Yeah. So you know how difficult this is. Uh, so M's waiting for Fran. Fran shows up late. Fran uh, jumps out of the car and is like, I have this amazing plan. From the get-go, I'm like, oh, no. Um, <laughs> I, what'd you say about a whole clencher? I'm like, no, no, no. This yeah. is not going to go well. Um Fran suggests that M moves in with Fran and Annie. I just, this felt so selfish and tone deaf. You know, we've seen Fran throughout have mm-hmm. this level of self, a degree of selfishness, right? Not to the same degree as Annie, but there have been a lot of these moments where Fran puts Fran first and broadly speaking, that's okay. Um, this felt like childishly selfish. Mm. Um, it felt like she was not, taking in anything that M was giving her in terms of reacting. And, um, and it just, it made me really sad for M who just like, you watched their face just fall. And as, as they were realizing what was happening. 
you know, we see Fran make it about Fran, but it's never been like, ugh, she's making it about Fran. It's always been justified to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 now I'm like, why would you do this? Why yeah, would you? Okay. Why would you blame it on the sunset at the beach? It 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 felt, yeah, it felt really neglectful of M's feelings in a way that felt a little bit. Um, maybe a little bit out of character, but mm. I think that this was also Fran kind of panicking, right? Because what we have seen is Fran throw up all these walls and never have to really take them down for anyone other than Annie. And, and Fran's now getting to this place where she does have to take down those walls. And I think she's freaking out. A little um, bit, yeah. I thought what M said, M said something like, um, why are you acting like this relationship is happening at you rather than with you? Um, and that felt very real. Um, mm-hmm. th- it was a lot of excuses and to, to bombard M at this open house like that too, just was, um, it was shitty. And I just, you know, watching M walk away, I was like, wait, oh my God, <laughs> no, try, try harder. Wait, stop. Yeah. Um, that realtor just being like, mm, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that realtor has seen this happen before, like people getting right to this moment and then it just, it just falls apart. Yeah. So I, I kind of hate that we had to say goodbye to Em in this way. I, this is the last moment that we see them and that made me sad, but boo. Um, what a run. Give us, give us the Fran and Emily spinoff, you coward. I'm so, I'm so mad. Please, please. So, all right. Or so M, Annie rather. blows into... Yes. Annie blows into uh, Will's house and tells him the news about the thorn. We realize the second she walks in the door that Will did not, she did not tell Will about what happened with Michaela. That was the first thing that I was like, you need to do damage control, girl. You peel out of that parking lot and you call him and you are like, hey, if you're going to lie, now's the time to lie. Not that I advocate for lying, but this is the time that you spin your, you, oh, I bumped into, you kind of obscure the truth a little bit. You've only been dating for two months. It's fine. It's not really fine. But you know, I just couldn't believe that she didn't try to like get ahead of it in mm. any way. Um, I think he's, he's clearly pissed off, but I, he is handling it like an emotionally mature gentleman. Like he is like clearly rattled, really pissed off, but he is like keeping his cool and like talking to her like a human. So he was just very visibly angry, but I really respected the way that he didn't lash out at her. Mm-hmm. He clearly articulated why he was upset. He just overall, I was like, oh, this is how you need to kind of fight with somebody is, you, you know, you're direct and you're not. So anyway, I'm always looking for things to like about well, apologies. But I thought that the way he handled it was really good, especially juxtaposed with how she handled it, which was completely avoiding being direct. And then doing like a half-assed lie. And then when he confronted her about it, doing the I'm sorry, but thing that she does and continuing to make excuses. So, ugh. Did he, he broke something in his kitchen or something? Because he was sweeping something up. And I'm like, was that a, was that a grab a plate and go, damn it moment? Or was that a knock something over moment? Oh, I, that's a good question. I I don't know. He doesn't strike me as like a slamming a plate kind of guy, but he does break a lot we know he knocks things over oh this we is know true. that about him like hard relate as him. when when i was working at a certain outfitter of urban things um i might i i knocked some stuff over with my butt a couple times 
off display stumps. <laughs> Tree stumps that were displayed. <laughs> they deserved it. Um, so it, it, you know, Annie's upset that he hasn't told her anything about the marriage. He points out that she never asked mm. that he said something here that was super telling, which was, I feel like you didn't consider me at mm-hmm. all. And I think that kind of like encapsulates where Annie went wrong and also kind of where Fran went wrong is they're both considering these really important scenarios only from their own viewpoint. And that's often how Annie, we've seen her live her life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, there's a part of me that totally understands that perhaps shutting out everyone else's opinion is a method of self-preservation, especially when you grow up in a certain kind of body and everyone gives their unsolicited input into your situation, right? So it's like you get to a point where in order to protect yourself, you got to shut it out. But that doesn't mean you just also shut out any sort of empathy for other people or any sort mm-hmm. of decency in a situation and, and make it all about you. It doesn't mean that just because you tune out one frequency that all frequencies get tuned out and just tuned into your own. I think this also plays into what we were talking about earlier with Fran and um, with Fran and Annie and how they sort of intentionally close off romantically to other people to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. I think this is a really good example of like Annie treating him like kind of like anybody, like a, like an Amadi or somebody else that's in her life, but not her partner. Mm. Um, and so there has to be a different level of consideration. I think to your partner, um, that person does need to be the priority and, um, and, Fran didn't make Anne the priority, and and in the same way, Annie's not making Will the priority. Um, you know, he tells her he wants to slow things down, um, and only at that moment she starts. You can see her start to understand that this is really serious. Um, but even then, still, she's like not really giving a genuine apology. She's sort of making excuses and saying, "Well, you didn't do this," and she's fighting like a teenager. Like she's fighting like, you know, he's trying to have a conversation like an adult, and she's she's fighting like a kid. Yeah. Yeah, it was just really unfair to Will in that moment. Um, yeah. It was just, it was sad. Sad to watch. But, like, good for Will for being like, yeah, I think white people are barking dog. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry. But, hold on. Dog is having, can you hear it? Only a little bit. Only a little bit. Okay. All right. Like, your dog is cute, but he's also reckless and rude <laughs> um i'm gonna try and talk over some dog barking okay where was i good for will too for setting that boundary where he's like you know i do want you to leave i cannot be around you right now you are not help you you are you are not conducive to my typical zen because will mm-hmm. i feel is very zen in a lot of ways he's very much Agreed. yeah I think it was interesting that she, I thought it was good that he sort of set the boundary, but I thought it was interesting that she was like, well, I don't know what to do now. Do you want me to leave? I was like, again, that's such a childish reaction instead of like, how can I fix this? What can I do to like, what do you need from me? Her being like, I don't know what you want me to do. And then not even like, doesn't try to fight for him at all. Like, I think if she had been like, okay, look, let's like sit down and have a conversation about this. And 
it could have been different, but Will saw that that wasn't what was happening. And so he was quick to be like, yeah, no, if you want to, if this is how you want to be, you can leave. Yeah. Um, even though they haven't known each other that long, it felt like he kind of knew her modus operandi. Like he kind of knew how she ticks in that way. Yeah. And so it was, that was, that's a really good point. It's like, he could see that, that about her. So, you know, it was funny at the end of last episode, we were kind of joking about what, what were our, our predictions for the finale. And I was like, well, I don't think that anything's going to go wrong with either of our two leading couples. And <sighs> alas, here we are. Uh, it was hard to watch, but um, honestly, I felt it was all justified and, um, and valid. Uh, any final thoughts about that Will and Annie situation? Annie just needs to do better. I mean, obviously they get to that, but she needs to do better, and she knows she needs to do better, but will she? Mm-hmm. That's the cliffhanger. Well, and that's where I think we... that. So that's what I thought was sort of so beautiful about the way they did this episode, is, you know, we see Fran and and Annie both kind of confronting this, like inability to like move on and kind of expand their their worlds and um in very mirroring ways which was sort of interesting so we see annie sitting on that bench that she was chatting about earlier with fran fran shows up and they both reveal that they ruined their amazing relationships um i thought it was interesting annie said i can't uh i can't believe someone would truly like me i have to look for holes and fuck it up um i think we've seen that time and time again with her where she is like self-sabotaging um Mm -hmm. and fran kind of admits that she did the same thing fran says you know we have to let other people in they talk about how they've been the priority in each other's lives um for so long um they they toast to each other and the camera starts to pan out and they say we'll just fix everything okay but but in a in a mild annie defense there were seri- there were gaping holes with Nick and Ryan, gaping. Because we don't see much yeah. else in terms of other relationships. So it's like, of course, when you get this one genuinely good thing that's not out to f you over, you fuck it up. Because you've been you've been I don't know conditioned to believe that everything's going to end in a Nick and Ryan. Mm-hmm. I do have some, and and I think that that kind of is what brings us back to like. Yes, she has had it really hard. Like, Annie has had a lot of challenges thrown her way, as is Fran. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a whole different set of challenges Fran's had. And um, it is understandable that they have some resistance, but I think that they both kind of realize in this moment it, th- what they're both doing and the way that their behavior is mirroring each other and how it needs to get fixed. So for me, I want to hear about what you, what do you, what are mm. your, what's your sort of thought coming out of this. I mean... I think that Fran and Emily can be saved. Yes. I don't, I don't know. I don't think Annie's ready yet for a serious relationship. I don't think she's ready for Will. Um, I think if she met Will five years later, maybe. Um, But I think that we saw like a fundamental mismatch in sort of maturity levels. And so I think that Annie's going to set herself on a better path. And I think Fran's going to kind of get her shit together. Mm apologize to M and they're going to live happily ever after. That's my, that's my hope. I fully believe in Fran and M. Uh, and it, I, it's not that I don't think Annie deserves Will. I just think she doesn't deserve him right now. And Will also just deserves a break 
from intense, intimate relationships. So I think she, once she, once she realized that she deserves a better version of herself for herself, then she will deserve a will in her life. Not that, not that, you know, not that she wouldn't inherently deserve a man who treats her right, but just the, yeah, there's being ready. There's just, we all deserve happiness, but are we ready for like a healthy relationship dynamic? And I don't think any is yet to let go of that side of yourself that blocks that out to be ready to receive it. You know, like that, that's what I mean. That's what I feel like our listeners know. Then, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. They got us at this point. So, I mean, geez, this is the, uh, this is the end of the, this is the end of the show, my friend. Um, <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I, I think if folks kind of tuned it, came in later, you know, some of our earlier episodes, we talked a lot more about the, the book, Lindy West's, uh, shrill memory, uh, Notes from a Loud Woman, which is where sort of we got the name for this podcast. Mm. It's a really good book, and it is super, super different than where we ended up with the show. So I highly recommend you reading it if you haven't. Um, you know, I think we, Tookie and I are going to kind of keep, we'll have some more coming. Stay stay tuned to the this, um, stay subscribed, and we will, we've got some more bonus kind of content and things like that coming out. Um how do you feel about how this kind of wrapped up, how this all turned? I, I didn't love it, but I, I get it, but I didn't love it. I didn't love it. Cause you know what? When someone said, I read, you know, I read somewhere, someone said closure is a myth, but you know what? We love our listeners. We're going to give you some closure. Stay tuned for more. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for more. I think it was not like a satisfying ending in some ways, but it felt authentic to the characters. Like if Annie suddenly was like, and now I'm perfect and I don't have any more mental, I don't have any more like struggles. I'm like totally good with my body and like everything's fine and I'm selfless and all these things. We would be like, that doesn't feel <laughs> real. So it felt real. Um, and who knows? I think they left a, left open a lot of room for maybe like a reunion or like something. Left open off. a wound in my heart. Ugh, God. I know. I know. That's true. <laughs> Sorry. I've been sobbing well, guys, into the mic. <laughs> Let us know what you think about the finale. Now that we are, we have seen all the episodes, send us your think, your favorite think pieces. Like I have avoided all of the think pieces. I don't know what anybody else thinks about the show. The critics could be saying it sucks. And I just have no clue because we're living in this little bubble where I'm not paying attention um, to try to maintain this authentic experience for this podcast. Um, but no guys, it's been such a friggin' pleasure. Tookie, it's been a pleasure to Ugh. get to spend this time with you. Um, I think we're going to keep the ship rolling for a little bit. So stay tuned. Uh, you can follow us on uh, Loud Women Pod uh, on Instagram. You can shoot us an email at loudwomenpod at gmail.com. Um, and you can follow us both on social media, um, whether Tookie wants you to or not, a Tookie Monster on oh uh, Instagram and Twitter. And I'm a, at Hi, This Is Marissa. Um, any, any final uh, words of wisdom? I'm sure we will continue to ha- process this yes. over the next time the next amount of time my therapist will hear an earful about it for sure um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but you know that that's what kind of rung in my ears throughout watching that final scene of the episode that closure is a myth but you, you know you know we we still at least want to put a nice bow on it and we do the best we can we try it's been been a ride it's been a ride all so, right my friends <laughs> We love you. 
and we will uh we'll talk to you soon bye bye